and welcome to the podcast that discusses all things gaming. Coming to you from the home of Indie Popcon, Gen Con, and the gaming capital of the world, we are The Established Facts. Alright, so this is Big Don from the Established Facts. This is Josh. And we are here with our new friend, Garrett Wang. Pronounced Wong, actually. Wong. Just so you know. I don't know. That's alright. W-A-N-G <laughs> is, a, is a soft A. I okay. Mean, in America, unfortunately, so many people <laughs> bastardize it because of, you know, past presidents like President Bush who would say, right. we're going to Iraq That's and right. Iran. That's and if true. you actually go to those countries, those people don't refer, a, refer to their countries as that. They say, right. we live in Iraq and Iran. That's so it's right. a soft A in every other country but the United States of America. So, right. yeah. Well, and particularly sure. southern states where all A's are A. Uh, hey. <laughs> hey. Garrett Wang. Wang. <laughs> well, we did not mean for that because that's we heard right. somebody else call you that. That's yeah. what happened no, to that's okay. him. I'm not offended. I just have to correct it. So no, now everyone it. knows, right? Yeah, so this is that. important. Well, yeah. Greg gave us credit because we said his name correctly, so now I feel bad. Greg? <laughs> Which Greg? Greg Grunberg. Oh. Well, well, how, just, how can you bastardize that one? I mean, Greg Grunberg. Grunberg. That's the one. Oh. That's the one. I saw it when. Is that Grun or Grunberg? Oh, that's good. <laughs> Grunberg. <laughs> How Jewish is this name? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, it's pretty German, actually. China, so, yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's the question. Getting, yeah. is, it, well, is he German or is he Jewish? See? You don't know. It's all that bird so, stuff. Yeah. That's where this conversation went. You want to yeah. apparently, apparently. So you've gotten to spend three days uh, at, here in Indie PopCon. And people don't know I, being the only Chinese Jew in the world, my original name was Wongberg. Just kidding. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> I like that. All right, Garrett Wongberg or Wongstein. They have you, 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 pick it, you pick what you want. They have lamb <laughs> wontons. That's yeah. your, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. What was your first question? Oh, so so uh, how have you? Uh, enjoyed your experience here at Indie PopCon? Uh, good so far. Um, I got to uh, moderate the Star Wars celebration panel with Greg Grunberg <laughs> and uh, uh, Timothy Zahn, the writer, over, over across the way from me, the author, yeah. uh, as well as uh, Joe... Um, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm messing up now. It's Joe Car- Caroni, I think, yes. was his last yes. name. Yeah, he's the artist, the Star, Star Wars artist. Then there was also a, a gentleman who brought Star Wars to the Marvel comic uh, world. That was Roy Thomas. Um, and then the other person was the local uh, event organizer for the 501st and Rebel Legion. And that would just be Matt Hoffman. Oh, I'm remembering all these okay. names. I am impressed. This is crazy. So that was the first panel, and that was wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah, because I'm a big Star Wars fan. Okay. Um, and Star Wars is my entree into being a sci-fi nerd. So that's the first thing I saw. Oh, that's awesome. I was eight years old when 1977 Star Wars came out in the movie theater. So that's awesome. That was a big deal for me. And um, I have my own panel. And then um, what other panel did I do? Is that just the Star Wars one? Yeah, so far. So far, okay. 
and then I have my own panel. Uh, I had my own panel yes, uh, yesterday, also, and then one more um, panel today is the Revenge of the Nerds panel. So, oh, with, awesome! Uh, 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 Curtis Robert, and, yeah, Curtis and, and Robert. Robert. That's yeah, awesome. Those two. So. We got a chance to meet them on Friday. How are they? They uh, uh, nice guys. Oh, so cool! And Curtis Armstrong. Yeah. We actually got a chance to talk to him for Booger. just a minute. Yes. yes. And, and Snot from American Dad. He, yeah, he does Snot from American Dad, and he was telling us a big, uh, a, kind of a fun uh, story about how, uh, as he personally was converting to Judaism because his daughter was getting ready to celebrate her bat, mitz- bat yeah, mitzvah, right. he was also playing a character, Snot, in... Yeah. American American Dad yeah. that was going through his bar mitzvah and so it was kind of like this fun like three way conversion wait thing, he so. was converting to yeah. Judaism he was. so he, he wasn't was. uh, uh, he wasn't a Jew before then no not, oh no. wow no not according to him not according yeah whoever he was married to at the time and the daughter that they were raising Jewish he made the what's decision what's Curtis's to last name again? Armstrong Armstrong oh okay yeah, unless it was Armstrong Steen. Right. Armstrong Berg. <laughs> I believe that. Okay. Yeah, but both of those guys are really, really funny, really cool guys. Yeah, nice. Um, and we got a chance to talk to them for a little bit. And, uh, again, like we said, we got to talk to, to Greg. But one thing that we got to talk to Greg about that I would love to kind of and, – and you happen to bring the same subject matter up um, – what I feel like is great about the Star Wars and Star Trek universe yeah. and, and really any any good standalone uh, you know Marvel universe anything like that right. is is character development and the storytelling through the characters and things like that and really I, can, I guess my first question for you is um, when it comes to working on different projects yeah. what sort of characters do you lean towards and, and how much investment do you put in those characters um, you mean when I start working on a new sh- project? Yeah, or whatever? yeah. Or um, like, how much, how much, how much of yourself do you really put into it to kind of mold that character into what you want <coughs> to be? Well, I mean, every every character that every actor does, it should be a, a part of themselves in a way. You know, I mean, how else can you act um, and convince people? To believe that you are believe right. that you believe what you're saying, other than using bits of pieces of yourself. Like Ensign Kim was younger than I was when I booked the role, right? So I was 24. Ensign Kim was supposed to be 21, a few years younger. Okay. So I had to sort of take away bits of myself. I couldn't right. be as knowledgeable as I was, right? But it was still the basis of that character was still me, right? Um, <clears throat> when I play a character that is um, inherently evil or a bad guy or the, the heavier shall we say um, we all have that streak inside of us too mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah. and and um, people know that because when you get really angry and things get, things press your buttons boy stuff comes out of you that you you know you literally there's times when I think everyone knows this that they'll, so, they'll something come out of their mouth and it's almost like you're standing next to the person saying that right. you're like did you just say that right. where is that coming from holy moly so yeah so acting is is definitely something that, um, at least for Voyager... Oh, that's a cool cosplay. Sorry, that's from Flash right here, the guy I'm walking over. Oh, oh yeah. Um, uh, anyway, so, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Getting no, distracted. So, I, I think um, I think a lot of times when I would go home, it would be difficult to shed the Ensign Kim character. I mean, mm-hmm. if you play him for seven years, yeah. he's with you all the time. I always say that Kim kind of stuck this imprint upon me where... Um, I was 
at least the way I spoke was less nerdy before I became Kim. And then when I asked Kim, <laughs> I became much it more techno about Yeah, it just yeah. kind of washed over me. So I feel like I, I kind of have this, this essence of techno babble when I speak now. And it's like, oh man, it's like, well, let me get that out of me. But it's not, it's stuck, it's stuck yeah. with me for so long. It just it was part of me, you know? There's a law in Germany. If you're doing a play, mm-hmm. and um, within like five hours of the ending of the play, if you go out and commit a crime, you, you can possibly get off. Uh, from tr- uh, being um, incarcerated or, or sentenced to any type of um, really uh, yes, because they say that you're not of your right mind uh, wow. if you're an actor. Yeah, wow. so you know you go out and you end up punching somebody, assaulting somebody, and you're playing this you know big bad big character. bad character. Um, you get off scot free in Germany. That's so wild. They, it's kind of crazy that they have that kind of ruling. But um, it but makes I mean sense. that makes sense. It yeah, makes absolutely. Sense. Yeah, especially if you're a method actor. There's people out there that just even on breaks, you know, when they cut, they're still in character, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I I remember there was one guest star that literally, she was supposed to be angry, uh, her character was supposed to be angry at me on the third day of shooting, and she was awesome, great to me, and on the third day of shooting, after on break, I was like, hey, so yeah, what'd you do this weekend? She was like, she's walked away from me, I'm like, whoa, I go, you didn't have to do that, but she was <laughs> Just in, in. deep, deep in, yeah. 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 Well, sort of... Um, Going with that, uh, I see you were involved with Star Trek Online as well. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek Online came out quite a few years after Voyager was over with. Was it easy to jump back in and kind of take over that? Um, I haven't played a lot of Star Trek Online, but where does the the Kim character kind of come into play there? Is it many years later, or what is it? Well, you know, I got to do three voices. I did Ensign Kim from the old days. Um I did a kind of an evil Ensign Kim like that fights against you. You're the character when you're playing the game. And I got to do Captain Kim. So for Captain Kim, I brought my voice down a little lower. So I was more gravelly, more weathered voice, you know. For old Ensign Kim, I was a little higher up like this, you know. So I just, I changed my voice pitch according to what, what um, you know, what era or what part of what, you know, in the timeline where, where Kim was. And was it easy? Um... It was like riding a bike for me. It really was. And it was surprising. I thought I would struggle with it, but there really wasn't much struggle. I just popped right into that. And um, it worked well, you know. Um, I was very excited. Uh, I also utilized a new type of acting technique that um, uh, I just kind of stumbled across maybe a year before that. Uh, it's called Perticomp Emotional Method. So Perticomp Emotional Method, P-E-M, if you break that in, down into an acronym, um, PEM acting is basically uh, discovered, not invented, but discovered by a German director named Stefan Pertekamp. And he discovered that every organ in your body uh, has, has a connection to an emotion. So every oh, wow. true emotion is connected to a different organ. And if you place your mind's eye, so if you just think about that organ and say the lines using the organ that you need with that emotion, it comes out like so realistic like you've rehearsed it for years That's it's awesome. great so it's almost like an app an acting app on yeah. your phone you just whoop, you go right to, so with this type of technique you could be hungover you could have you could ne- you could have not even memorized the lines not even looked at it once it's insane and come off like, oh my gosh, that's that's as good as Meryl Streep could do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's cool. in, so I use that at the voiceover, and in the workshop that I went to, in the workshop we're taught to t- take our hand and put it 
not touch our body, but hover it over that organ, you know, as we're trying to access different things. And of course, when you're doing a voice voiceover, there's no camera. Sees no, you, it's right. just the voice. So I was able to kind of like move it around. That's and so cool. when I did the the bad guy Ensign Kim voice, um, I had it right there where aggression was, the aggression um, uh, organ. And oh my God, it was just like, like, I remember after that session was done, the director of that voiceover session says, wow, you know, I've been doing this about 42 years and uh, I think that's probably the best session I've, I've recorded in my career i that's was like amazing yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> absolutely that's yeah. cool yeah so i you know i encourage people that are new young newbie actors you know take your typical conservatory type training you know learn your stage combat learn your your you know scene study classes but at the same time take a little take a second or two to to check out pem acting they're on facebook they're on twitter they're based in germany so you know, it's a little tough to get over there to learn from them, but they do do private lessons like over Skype and stuff like that, half oh, hour, one cool. hour. So that helps. Yeah, that's too. very cool. Um, so uh, definitely revolutionary. I, I've never never come across anything like that. You know, sure. um, and you know, you can also they also teach like corporate classes because they okay. yeah like they feel like with businessmen if they're trying to close a deal if you are focusing on the organ which is you know about. Uh, truth, honesty, whatever. The other person will believe you. They're not, you know, they're not going right. to like, you know, go, oh, I don't know about this deal right now. I mean, if you come from that angle, um, <clears throat> you can close the deal faster, you know, which is really, really interesting. That's, a, that's cool. I actually use that, the truth, honesty one, when I go through customs all the time because yeah. I don't want those guys to mess with me. <laughs> not that I'm hiding anything, but I'm just right. saying sometimes yeah. they're taught to like look at any little, you know, right. whatever. Right. Uh, if you if you pause too long, okay, secondary screening. Oh God! So. Right. For me to get through faster and I'm, and have no hiccups, I use I use that too. So, that's very cool. Yeah. That's a that's a really neat method. Yeah. I, I don't think I've so. Yeah. Josh and I have done uh, some improv acting uh, yeah. training for about two years. Oh, sweet. And and that's like that's kind of a cool idea. Like if you're in an improv scene where you have to be a jerk or a bad oh, yeah, guy to just, get to it immediately. Be, yeah, yeah. Being able to just kind of pop yeah. right into that. That's yeah. Really neat. And I and I really. In that workshop, I was very skeptical when I first went over there. They were like, oh, yeah, it's all, you know, each organ. I'm like, really? So I get there, and I was just supposed to observe, but a few people that were supposed to pay, have paid for the workshop didn't, didn't show, show up. So they said, do you want to come and work out with us? I go, sure. I get on the stage with them. This is in Los Angeles. They actually flew from Germany to Los Angeles to oh, do wow. this workshop. Wow. And they also, uh, you know, they fly to England. They go to various places where a lot of actors are, right? And then, um, so we did the thing with grief, you know? And literally, I was, the minute I was just, I was talking normally, and I moved my hand to that organ, and I thought about that organ that deals with grief, and it was like, within point, less than one second, I started crying, and it wasn't just like one solitary tear. The type of crying, like when you remember when you were a kid, where you couldn't stop, like a faucet. I mean, it, it was coming out like crazy and that's within less than one second it was like wham and that's when I knew oh my god there's something going on with this you know it's almost magical in a way you know it's very 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 interesting so well we're a gaming podcast so we have and with Star Trek Online that at least tells us you're linked with gaming so from a personal level do you play any games yourself or anything you got your interest sure I mean growing up I, I definitely had all the the, I was I was a kid when the Atari 2600 came out, so you know I, I played all those games on the 2600, and um, you know went on to, to play games as an adult on PlayStation and Xbox. But the problem with gaming, at least for me, is that I lose track of all time. Um, I end up 
I end up ignoring all responsibilities that I have to do with everything, and it's just, I, oh yeah, I, I'll, I would, I will miss eating food. I will, I will game until the sun goes down and rises again. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that to me, uh, because I'm, a, I'm, I have, I'm a bit obsessive compulsive. That's a bad thing for me. So I need to like, you know. I need a game in like chunks. Like, okay, um, put the console away, bring it out four months later. You know, do yeah. play one game and then put it away for yeah. another six months and bring it out again. I can't game every day. I, I would get nothing done yeah. at all, right? So it would be absolutely <laughs> horrible. Yeah. So there is um, there is a uh, YouTube channel and internet channel uh, called Geek and Sundry, and they're they're owned by Nerdist. Yep. Uh, and they do a bunch of different, uh, like, okay, they do a bunch of different game playthroughs and stuff like that. Do you think that that'd be something that you might be interested in doing? Because that would be kind of that, like, kind of a meld of the two worlds of, you know, playing yeah. a game with fellow actors and kind of understanding, like, yeah. you're there to have a good time. And Yeah, those guys haven't approached me, though, you know, okay, at all. Yeah. So, well, as soon as about, Will uh, Wheaton calls us, we'll yeah, let him Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, it's, it's interesting. I know Will, but he's never, ever approached me to do anything yeah. with that. I'm like, uh, hey, Will, hey, Felicia Day, what's up, guys? And they don't, <laughs> they don't do shit. So it's kind of like, all right, well, if you don't want me, you don't want me. But right. I don't, you know, I wouldn't mind doing yeah. that. That's something that, that I would be into. Um, just a quick story. When I was in college, my roommate, uh, Rich, he told me, he said, hey, my older brother's coming by to visit. I'm like, oh, okay. So this guy comes over, and the most socially inept person I've ever met. I mean, literally, when I shook his hand, he was looking at the ground. I mean, he was that awkward, right? And I looked at that guy, and I thought, wow, your brother will never... There's no way he could ever ask a girl out on a date. He would never, he's never going to get married. He will never know what it's like to even kiss a girl. I, th- I thought that, yeah. right? Um, years go by, 10 years, I, I reconnect uh, with Rich, my old roommate. I said, hey, what's your brother doing? Is he okay, your older brother? You know, just... What's he up to? He's like, oh, yeah, he's doing pretty good. I said, what's, what's he been doing? He's like, oh, he started a company. It's called Blizzard. And I go, oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> that. So Rich Morheim's older brother, Mike Morheim, is the founder crazy. of Blizzard for World of Warcraft. So I thought, good Lord, he can buy a woman now. I mean, he's like, he's like, I will buy 17 wives. You know, like that. Like the old Saudi Arabian yeah. prince oh way, you know. I mean, <laughs> so, That's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to ask, do you got just... Um, I know you ha- probably have tons of stories, hmm. but you got one story from the Voyager time that do you always tell that you think just Meeting is Tuvok. always worth. Oh, Meeting the actor that played Tuvok, tu- uh, Tim Russ, for the first time. Uh, we were filming Caretaker, and, and I walked up to him and I said, Hey, you know, if you change one letter in your character's name, you could have been Tupac, is what I said. <laughs> now, he didn't laugh at all, he looked at me. With this strange look and also annoyed look, yeah. and he just he just shook his head, and he said, "Rap music, rap music is the reason for the fall of modern Western civilization." And I was like, "What? Are you for real? You are a Vulcan? You are a Vulcan for real? There's no human in you at all, especially not African American human. Oh, what is that? Yeah, like that? You know? That's I mean, great. I don't know if I've ever heard anyone." Yeah, who's African American say rap is the fall of oh, you know reason for the fall goodness. of modern Western civilization. That's I mean, great. No, that's that's ooh, that's a doozy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. Well, 
Uh, Garrett, thank you so much yeah, for man. being on the Established Facts. I know sure. uh, my wife was really excited to meet you. She was a huge Voyager yes, fan yes. growing she up. She kept coming back. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. I'm back um, again. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for hanging out and talking with yep. us. And we wish you the best of luck. Oh, thank you. Uh, I did want to ask, do you have future projects and stuff like that that we can look oh, forward to? Uh, well, it's funny. Like, you guys are gaming. I'm now on Twitch, which is a gaming yeah. thing well, yeah. but I but my thing is my live stream is literally just talking about you know convention stuff and just, yeah, just cool. rapping so it's it's not really me gaming so people always come up to my table like oh what game what game are you playing on Twitch I go no 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 I'm just you know yeah well what game of life yeah, it's that's Twitch, right Twitch dot twitch.tv forward slash Garrett Wong G-A-R-R-E-T-T W-A-N-G and then there's a movie that I finished an independent film called Unbelievable which stars about 40 different Star Trek alumni in it it's a slap Stick Gosh. movie uh, um, in the vein of Airplane, uh, okay, like that, okay. but set on a lunar base. So take a I look. will be uh, looking yeah, that up. Done. Yeah, uh, done. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it'll probably be you know end up being this this cult stoner classic is probably what it's going to end up being. The next so, Galaxy yeah. Quest yeah. movie. That's in awesome. a way. Yeah, that's in awesome. Yeah. I love that. That's cool. awesome. But thank you guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank yeah. you thank so you. much. Very and nice meeting you, Indy. Josh. Yeah. Thank you for coming to PopCon, and we will see you later. We'll do. Thank you so much. What's up, everybody? This is Big Don from the Established Facts. We are wrapping up our time here at Indie PopCon 2017. Uh, we just got done doing our annual raffle here at PopCon. Uh, got to give away <clears throat> four uh, PopCon badges, and I don't know, what would you guess? Probably $500 plus worth of stuff Close on our table. Close to $500, yeah. Um, so, I had a great time. Uh, we've got other people uh, that are part of the Established Facts that are here with us. So we'll go around in, in normal tradition and introduce everybody who's here, talk about kind of what we liked about the con, and uh, close out Indie PopCon 2017 for you guys. So we'll go ahead and start to my right, and we'll go around the uh, gathering of chairs that we have here at our table. This is Princess Katie. This is Josh. I'm Avital. Prime. And like I said, this is your host, Big Don. So... Uh, I know that I had a really good time this year at Indie PopCon. Uh, we were not the podcast stage sponsors like we were last year, which um, gave us a lot of freedom to be able to kind of run around and talk to a bunch of different people and get a chance to really experience some of what we really love about PopCon in building that community that we really enjoy. That said, a huge thank you to Brad Shoemaker and all of Podcast Indie for sponsoring the podcast stage. We were the first ones up on Friday and had a blast with By the Rights, but had his equipment not been there, it could have been very difficult. So a definite thank you to all of them. Yeah, they did a really, really great job at maintaining and managing the podcast stage over the entire weekend. Uh, We got a chance to sit next to some new friends uh, from the Hypable podcast, and they do a bunch of different uh, media things. It's kind of a mixed medium and mixed media uh, Say hi, girls. Hi! So, uh, you know, definitely check them out. It's it's Hypable, H-Y-P-A-B-L-E. You should be able to find them online. They they publish all kinds of different stuff. They have several different types of podcast content. Uh, So definitely check them out. They were a treat to sit next to. As a matter of fact, 
the joke at the end of the well, not really a joke, but the joke at the end of the pod, or at the end of the weekend was we're going to talk and see if we can't get you know seated next to them again next year because we uh, we had such a great time with them uh, next yeah. to us today uh, and all weekend I should say. So anyway, uh, I would like to go around and I know that some of us only got to come for one day. Some of us was he- uh, some of us were here all weekend. I need to slow my speech down a little bit. Some of us was here. Some of us was here. Wow. Misa love popcorn. Oh, no. Misa har har binks. Oh, wow. <laughs> I for not no language. Yeah. Oh, wow. Anyway. Misa so, big old groan. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, we all got a chance to experience popcorn this weekend in some fashion or another. So I would like to go ahead and start with Katie. And we'll go around our little circle and talk about some of the things that we experienced that we really did love about this convention and what we look forward to seeing next year. Uh, I know this year something that was cool was like there's so much more like the yo-yo guys. That's wild. Like <laughs> I didn't expect to see like yo-yo trick people here. And then um, the entertainment to our left, right? Currently my right, the podcast booth left. There's just a guy playing Put piano. Put up make an L. It's the other one. <laughs> oh, um, there's a guy playing piano selling cassettes of his music. Like, so there's just a lot. I doubt like they're cassettes. No, no they're no, cassettes. They really are they're cassettes. Really actual cassettes. Yeah, he's got cassettes and CDs over there. That's hilarious. It is. So it's definitely a lot more. I uh, think you would like, be like twelve broad audience. <laughs> Apparently, cassettes are coming back into style. Okay, that's ridiculous. it's like the hipster thing to do. I yeah. Uh, anyways, no. I'm I've not. moved out of the hipster stage of my life, so I don't know. I'm not it's cool still anymore. Still though. Yes. Which is awesome. <laughs> um, so there's that. Obviously, you know, like checking out the cosplay is always like, even though I didn't dress up as anything this year, this year is like my cosplay hiatus year. So I'm just like observing everyone else has been really cool. So Katie's observing a cosplay fast? I'm not like a fast. I'm just, <laughs> just taking a break because like there's just a lot going on this year for me personally. So like I don't have the time to really put like a good effort into my cosplay and I don't want to like you know be like look i did a thing and it doesn't you know meet the standards that i've set for myself and now i'm unhappy with it like that's not what Yay. i want to do Yay. Yay. <laughs> i get to wear this all day and be unhappy <laughs> don't, I feel it don't mind the tears <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the costume yeah i'm a sad elf oh i love it <laughs> oh you just never mind <laughs> We'll go on. I can go on a tangent. Continuing on. Continuing on. So, uh, you got anything else? <laughs> no, it's all you, Joshy. Okay. So, I was here all three days with uh, Don and Josh and Avital managed to make it the entire time here, which is always, it's always good when we can have the whole crew here, but it's also nice to have folks that come in and out because they give a little bit of a different experience. I am actually very happy with the fact that my wife came for the first time and was able to enjoy a few hours here. Uh, yesterday. It was her first time at PopCon. Not. Yeah. I didn't even realize... Yeah, oh, that's awesome. I know. So um, that was part of the reason why I left the booth for like two hours so I could walk around with her cause, so she could see what was going on. And we, we ended up buying a game, the one we interviewed Plow Games, I think, last year. Um, I don't remember what it's called right now, but check out Last Pl- Front. Last Front. There you go. Uh, we picked them up because they had a great con special, so make sure you check them out at Gen Con. Uh, good group of people. And uh, I was actually really glad to be able to experience that with Deb. And also, my goodness, the murder mystery, Doctor Whom and the Trek Wars, oh that's actually going on right now on the main stage. Yeah, that was awesome. And uh, had a ton of fun with that with 
Don being Emperor Pulpy Time, and Josh being the Exterminator T-3000, and I was Har Har Binks, who ultimately was the murderer who killed Emperor Pulpy Time. Um, <laughs> it was really entertaining. The oh heck Daleks that could not say exterminate because the T-3000 owned the copyright on it. Um, it was a very entertaining time. And, and then, of course, our raffle. What a success on the raffle. Of course, one family won three ba- three badges next year and all of the stuff easily that uh, Don had mentioned earlier. It was really a good convention. I'm glad we got to kind of come back to Internet Alley where we started. And I am planning on being here again unless we get some other extra opportunities. So, so glad that we came. I... I love indie popcorn, but it's it's such a it's a very it's a different it's a different convention. Like you experience it in such a different way, like being having a table and you know being behind the scenes and stuff and just being able to help out with things like Don and I quote unquote moderated we, we helped out and held microphones for a YouTuber, Jexy Cox, earlier today, you know, that kind of thing's always really fun to get to do. Um, He's hilarious. He was pretty funny. Was I hadn't I hadn't followed him before, but I might check him out now. He, he literally played that sexy saxophone song that they play in Deadpool. Ba-da-da-da, yeah, and then sprayed a guy down with sprayed a guy down with silly string as he slow motion enjoyed it. It was <laughs> it was insane. It was the the the, the guy that was watching the panel. It was his idea. Yeah, it was his idea. So. Alex England is over here giving Don stuff. We're in the middle of recording a podcast, but Alex wanted to come up and say something. I'm going to give you an elbow drop if you don't listen to the established fix. Ooh, yeah. And then Randy Savage comes back from the grave. See? If the Macho Man watches and listens, so should you. So, like the Power Rangers, uh, spoilers, we have the power to bring back the dead. Is I see. what we I just see. saw. In our minds. In our minds. That's that's pretty spectacular. Yeah. But yeah, I, I always love PopCon and cosplays. Uh, I was really unprepared for PopCon this year simply because of whatever life and I'm moving. And so it was like the day before and I was like, what cosplays am I going to wear? Not that I don't have a ton of cosplays. I was just like, uh. What's easy to put on and go? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What's, what's easy? But um, I, I, I just... I like the community of it, uh, how friendly we get with the, our booth neighbors and, you know, throwing candy at the people across the aisle, which I think I did once this year, but, um, you know, I met the, the YouTuber across the aisle from us, uh, a younger guy, Brandon Games All on YouTube is his name, he's a, a YouTube gamer, you can check him out too, um, but just the community and working the con and you know seeing people i know also that are visiting the convention and enjoying it it just makes me happy um and i have to say the like out of all the guests the one person that i probably would have liked to meet and get a picture with the most i did like super early on friday morning which was Ethan from Crane gameplays who i'd we'd actually met last year at the exhibitors dinner on thursday so i just sort of and but when I talked to him, because he was in here before it opened, which is why I was actually able to talk to him a bit, he actually like remembered who I was. He's like, "Oh yeah, I remember meeting you," which is just a cool thing, you know. And so I was able to snap a picture with him. So 
just it's been a good convention and like I have a friend that's working with a card game Worlds Collide and like we interviewed them and everything so it's always able even though I'm not usually the person that does that it's good to be able to connect people <laughs> so it's been a good con I'd have to say probably uh, for me the best part of the con would be just being able to um, establish a better relationship with the people that are that were near us from both sides because um, what's his name Mike Mike makes yeah Mike makes stuff um, is his um, what is it business uh, name yeah business name say hi Mike hi Mike. <laughs> And so, you know, getting to know him a little bit more, uh, getting to understand a bit more of what he does, and a bit more of, you know, pretty much uh, the con in general, it's, it was really my highlight, I would say, moments of the con. I don't really have one specific moment, but yeah. So, I would say overall... Um, not only did I have a really great time getting a chance to kind of have the freedom to be able to go and talk to different podcasters, different game developers, um, but probably one of my favorite points of the weekend was Josh and I got a chance very early on to do an, a short interview with Greg Grunberg. And though, in my opinion, every interview that we did this week was a lot of fun. It was really great. We got a chance to also interview Garrett Wong. Um, that was really fun. He's a really funny guy. We were cracking up before he ever even hit the record button. But what was great about Greg was being able to kind of open the doors to his ideas on character development and storytelling and cooperating with one another when you are telling that story. And, uh, you know, probably the biggest sentiment to his craft and what he's doing in his life, he gave my eight-year-old a copy of his graphic novel, Dream Jumper, and my son, who hasn't really been exposed to a lot of graphic novels or comics, um, sat and read his graphic novel in entirety in one afternoon evening, which is impressive because if I remember right, I think there's almost 200 pages to that graphic novel. So, I mean, he loved it. And then he stood up and he told my, my wife and I that he really liked the story and that we should read it and all this other stuff and then started telling us about it. And being able to go back on Saturday and tell Greg that, real, I could really see that he appreciated that. Because as somebody who puts their own creative juices into a craft being able to hear that somebody truly appreciates, especially with the innocence of a kid. You know, most children are not going to lie to you for no reason if they don't like something. And the fact that he was so emphatically into the story all day tells me that he really loves kind of that, whatever that genre is, whatever that story is, which I know for Greg was a huge thing, a huge positive mark for him. And there were a lot of really, really cool things that we got to do. Like Josh, uh, Josh said, we got a chance to help uh, our friend Tony Schaub and Emily Schaub out with their uh, little uh, murder mystery uh, theater show. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we, um, Avital and I got a chance to help, uh, I guess help, we held microphones and laughed our butts off, but got a chance to help out with Jesse Cox and his panel, and that was, that was a load of fun as well. Um, and just all the really cool opportunities we had this year, uh, I think that 
there are times we can all take for granted some of the stuff that we have done for a long time. And I feel like after yet last year being the podcast sponsor and having to dedicate so much time to making sure that things were running smoothly for each podcast, and then Podcast Indie taking that over and doing such a great job with it gave us the freedom to really be able to come back to where we started when we started coming to PopCon and really talk to people about what we're passionate about and let them talk to us about what their passions are and kind of share in that fandom. And that's really what PopCon is about. Uh, It's about building that community of people who just love stuff. You know, if you're a sci-fi nerd, if you're a comic nerd, if you're a gamer, if you're into cosplay, if you're an artist or a musician or a TV personality, YouTube personality, Twitch streamer, any and all of those things and more, then PopCon is definitely something that you can do that can really contribute to all of, you know, all of your fandoms and all of the really cool stuff. There's the 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 stars that they have that come here uh, are amazing. Uh, the the YouTubers are hilarious, and they are they are so giving to their community of fans. And then for us, and I was telling uh, a couple of the people that were here for our raffle, for us, in my opinion, my favorite part of the weekend is being able to give back to the people that have been coming over and talking to us all weekend by giving them some fun prizes to go home with. And if that's another pass for next year, or if that's a dice tower. Uh, or if that's a, a boatload of games and stuff like that, then yeah, it's a really, really good time. So, um, yeah, I would say for me, that's kind of my opinion overall of how PopCon went for us. Um, uh, do you guys have anything anything else you want to... Well, normally when we do these post-PopCon wrap-ups, uh, we ask oh, two more right. sets of questions. Right. I'm just going to put them out as, as one ahead. question. Uh, what would you change... And what, would, what are you looking forward to? Uh, we can make them kind of quit for next year. So what would you change for next year? And what are you looking forward to for next year? And actually, we'll start, let's go with Josh first. I'd say the first thing I would change is that um, we didn't really, during the awards ceremony, we didn't really have as good of a turnout with the podcasts in general. Like, half the people that won the awards weren't even there to accept them. So I would say that if I were going to change anything, I would say getting that out there and making sure that there are dedicated people to show up because if you're going to be honored by getting an award then someone should be there to represent your podcast so there needs to be more of a focus on showing up with with that in particular um but what i'm looking forward to the most is just being here you know um i look forward to being here every year so and it really doesn't matter to me whether this is one of the few cons and it really doesn't matter to me whether I'm working or attending. I still like being here because I like the environment. It's not like it's not like going to Gen Con because Gen Con is so big at this point that it's like you get lost in the crowd. Whereas with like uh, something like PopCon, you can be a bit more it's a bit more um, uh, personal with people. So, you know, I always have a bad a, a bad time, a hard time thinking of things that I want to change. So like, that's okay. You know, I don't. There's nothing that specifically comes to mind. Um, but and there's not anything at this point specific that I'm looking forward to next year. It's just I really I love being here. Like, 
I love that I've been here every year that it's been happening. Like, I love that we're a part of it, that we have the table here. You know, this is like one con that we really show up for. I mean, like, sometimes we go to other conventions and do little interviews and stuff, but, like, this is, a, this is a, the con we really show up for, which is great. I love that. And, you know, I like being able to to do this, to, you know, to experience this with everybody. So. For me, I think, the, I think what I would change next year, and this is purely because I told them I would say this if this happened, was we want our carpet back. Um, however... Uh, we talked to him at Indiana Comic Con, and uh, frankly, it's like $15,000 to roll carpet out in here. And for a, a smaller con, when I say smaller, I meant by the people running the convention. It's a smaller organization, so to get the con up and off the ground, that's one of the things I have to sacrifice. But I'm still going to say I'd like to have the carpet back. <laughs> but what I'm looking forward to next year is, like this year, the new things. The you know the murder mystery thing that was new I, they hadn't done anything like that here the yo-yo competition that took over where the let's play stage was going to be that was new that was cool um and the star wars celebration that also included a birthday celebration for greg grunberg um that was really new yeah that was kept under wraps <laughs> um, so all of that stuff the new things are what i look forward to and who knows maybe the established facts might have something new next year but stay tuned. We're not going to say anything about that quite yet. Um, I'm with Avital. Like, unless something specifically bad happens to me, I don't really think of anything that I want changed. Like, and then nothing bad happened, so I think we're good there. Um, for me, looking forward to next year is I'm always excited to see, like, who the celebrity guests are that they have because that's always fun to, like, find people that I really want to get a picture with or I really want to, like, get a chance to meet. I'm always excited once they start announcing, like, oh, hey, we've got, you know, some celebrities that are coming, like, these are special people. Um, so on a very real level, uh, I think that if there was anything that I would want to see changed for next year, it's just on all levels, both contributors and con runners... Uh, and when I say contributors, I mean people who are exhibiting at the convention who are contributing to how the con goes, and then those who are running the convention, having a much more uh, competent communication stream. Uh, I know that there were times when there was, you know, there was frustration on uh, the, the guys who were running the con because they weren't getting feedback from specific exhibitors or specific guests, and then... And then, um, and then vice versa. There were a couple things that, you know, may have slipped through the cracks or something like that. And I know that communication is always going to be something that you struggle with when you're dealing with a con, even the size of any any pop con. Um, but you know what I look forward to next year is indie pop con because for all of the things that may seem like a gripe or a complaint, it really isn't. You know. They continue to improve and build upon every year, and it's a really great experience. Uh, I know that obviously we're going to be here next year. Uh, we love Indie Pop Con. It is, it is quickly becoming my favorite convention of the year. It's definitely my favorite pop con- pop culture convention of the year. Um, and then, you know, in general, 
what I love is just the opportunity to meet people who are contributors. Uh, you know, we met a lot of people this weekend, Josh and I and Avital and, and uh, my brother Josh and Katie. We met a lot of people who want to contribute to not only what we are doing with podcasting about gaming and conventions and things like that, but they want to contribute to other people's content. And that's really big. You know, uh, one thing that Jesse Cox said in his, uh, in his panel, somebody asked him about... If you want to create a YouTube channel, what should you? What are the things that you should have in mind? And one of the things he said was, "Don't listen to other people's criticism. You're doing what you want to do because of you have a passion to do it. And if somebody has a problem with the things that you're doing, there's a million other YouTube channels out there, and it's the same thing for PopCon. There's a million different podcasts, a million different cosplayers, a million different T-shirt makers." There's so many different varieties of things to see and experience here. And what I love about PopCon is they want to make it that, what they were using the term earlier this year, a pop culture convergence, not just a convention. And, you know, we are having an opportunity to talk to people who are game developers, professional wrestlers, podcasters, musicians, and actors, and really having a great time with talking about the things that we geek out about. And that's what PopCon is about. And it's, you know, and the scale that it is, I think, is great because it really encourages that feedback. So, anyway, my long-winded response is, uh, you know, I look forward to being able to meet new people and experience new things, but then I also look forward to seeing the people that I got a chance to establish a relationship with this year and in previous years and continue to elongate that friendship. One quick thing before I forget, we could thank a ton of different people, but I want to send a specific thank you to both Lance and Bonnie, who uh, were here this weekend on Friday and Saturday and manned the table for a lot of the runnings that all of us were doing. Uh, Obviously, a thank you for those of us that are sitting here, but those that could not be here for this, I wanted to make sure a special thanks from them, and we will try and get kind of their feedback or put the feedback on Facebook uh, because we want to know, you know, Without them, we couldn't have run around doing the crazy interviews. Yes, Avital? And also, Bonnie, for, like, one talk... Having cute kids and talking to actors and getting us interviews with them. Yeah, Greg Grunberg and Garrett Wong all came from Bonnie going, Hi! I mean, that's kind of how it started. So, um, you got anything else? I can't think of anything. I mean, this was a really good PopCon, uh... We had a lot of great people around us. Uh, again, Hypable, check them out. Uh, Mike Fakara. Uh, Fakara, I can never Mike remember. Stuff. Mike makes stuff. Mike makes stuff. And then uh, our friend, what what was uh, our, our new friend, Steph? Uh, Stephanie Steph Stanga. Stanga, that's right. Uh, definitely check all of them out. Um, you know, we really loved hanging out with these guys all weekend. They put up with all of our crazy... Uh, and got a chance to uh, see who we are and why we do the things we do and why we love doing these things. Hey, Mike, plug yourself real quick. Hi, this is Mike of Mike Makes Stuff. Uh, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike Makes Stuff. All the good stuff is there. Hey, hey Hypable, real quick, promote yourselves. Hi, we're Hypable at... Hypable. <laughs> H-Y-P-A-B-L-E. <laughs> oh my God. 
we, we got a little British laughter going on over here, too. And I know you're with the podcast, too. Yes. At Obsessive Viewer, the Obsessive Viewer podcast, an anthology podcast. Hey, Steph Stanga, scream hi. Hi. You probably didn't hear that, but Steph Stanga down there, check out her artwork as well. That's right. Uh, other than that, we want to thank everybody. You know, we have a ton of sponsors who give us stuff all weekend. Uh, I would specifically like to thank, uh, because there's a million of them and I can't think of all of them, but very quickly, uh, again, Greg Grunberg, uh, Garrett Wong, uh, Robert Carradine, and Curtis Armstrong, all of you, uh, uh, Johnny Young Bosch for uh, autographing all Sam of our Jones. stuff. Sam Jones, thank you for autographing our stuff. Uh, a big thank you to White Flag Games down in Mooresville, Indiana. They kind of give us that first bump of really great games to give away to people and we want to thank you guys uh geeks first who are our friends who give us a bunch of really cool swag and anybody else who uh gave us stuff over the weekend uh thank you so much from the bottom of our heart we love you we thank you we want to see you next year and we hope all of you are here next year at indie popcon 2018 other than that june 8th 9th and 10th 2018 that's right um, June. June. It's in June. It's in June. All right. So that being said, we will check you later. Bye. Please visit us at www.theestablishedfacts.com and our Facebook page, facebook.com slash theestablishedfacts. If you'd like to support us by buying some merchandise, visit cafepress.com slash castingrobot. Bonus.